This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Rick Lane in all good bottle shops. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Been a wild couple of hours for Midday Madness. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's Wood and for Midday Madness for work locker Karen Downs and packing and workwear for wherever you work. We'll head back to a few of your calls a little bit later on this hour. But uh, AI and technology and futurist expert Steve Sammartino, who was on the program last year, has been good enough to jump on again and have a chat about all things DRS and goal line technology for the AFL. Is it possible for the AFL to introduce goal line technology immediately. How much research is needed for goal line technology, given some other sports are using it and using it very well, and it seems successful? What's the breakdown rate of it as well? And the DRS, there's a few not trusting it in the world of cricket right now. Steve Sammartino, futurist, is on the line. Welcome to you, Steve. Great to have you on. Good afternoon, Dwayne. How are you? I'm great. It was a fantastic reaction we had last year to having you on. So I love having you back on. I really appreciate your time. Uh, You've been floating around the world uh, lecturing and talking to large corporations still? I have. I was uh, just on the Gold Coast, actually. Very unlucky. Had to head up there for some sunshine and uh, do some speaking engagements back in Melbourne now, though. It's great to have you back on. So I'm not sure where you are when it comes to, I know you love your AFL, but the AFL world right now seems like it's ready for goal line technology with chip in the ball technology. And we had Laura Kane on SEN a couple of days ago, who is the one that's going to decide whether to bring goal line technology in or not. She told us they're still testing it. So how advanced is it? How flawless is it, ball chip technology, when it comes to goal line reviews? AI is interesting it's very good at, at some things it's very good at following a specific set of instructions but the AI models that we're using with goal line technology and sensors in balls it's, it's still based a little bit on probability and I think in the short run uh, I, I agree that it's not quite ready to go into the ball with with AFL and unless it was almost like a cover that went right around the ball and the sensors were on every part of the external element of it. And that's because you've got a, a ball which is you know, filled with compressed air and to have the chip in a spot where it has an equal sensing ability right across you know, the entire uh, ball, it would be difficult for it to work uh, because there'd be too much data interference at this point. And so very, very hard to tell via touch or sound, which would be the two things in, in, in ball technology, you know, if, the, if it's touch going over the line. Uh, the sound, there's too many external uh, data interferences from the crowd and the noise and the wind. Uh, and also with the touch sometimes, uh, it would be very, very hard to sense a very light touch on the ball. Uh, that said, I think there's a bigger opportunity to use AI visually than is being used with the AFL. 
And rather than using the cameras that are also used for broadcast, it would be far more effective uh, to have a set of cameras set up on all of the goalposts and boundary lines and all of the, the white lines across an AFL ground. That's you know, highly possible right now today. It's just whether or not the AFL wants to make the requisite investment in all of the grounds to do that. So let's firstly go back to the ball chip technology. So it is used in soccer, but it's a round ball. Does that make it easier as opposed to our ball, which uh, the, 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 the oval nature of the ball, how many chips would you have to have? Uh, bits yeah, of the ball could be through the line and bits of it not, yeah? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you would need to still have some visual uh, recognition. But I think there's far too much interference with touch. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, and also sound. Because they're the two things that you can do with a chip. You can do touch and you can do sound. You can't use a chip uh, to do visual recognition. But I think visual recognition, if we have Super HD um, right mm. on, the, on the lines, that, that is a far more effective way to do it, which is you know, akin to what they do with Hawkeye in tennis. Um, this is even a little bit easier because it's such a small court and it's fixed and you can have you know, 10 fixed cameras that do it. But I'm, I'm really surprised that the AFL hasn't invested in uh, goalpost and uh, borderline, you know, white line technology uh, visually to see uh, whether or not a ball has been touched and whether or not it's crossed the line um, or even touched the goalpost. You could certainly put sensors in the goalpost and you could put sensors on the line. And I actually think that's a better way of doing it than in the ball because you don't have the interference and you'd be able to see if it touched there or went across the line. That's like a far superior uh, method to do it. And, and generally, most of the AIs that we see today that do automated technology, they increasingly work on visuals because visual and image recognition is becoming so good with generative AI. That's the way self-drive cars work. It's, it's largely visual uh, recognition and LiDAR. So the cameras in the gridiron pylons, we talk about American sport being advanced all the time. So they use cameras in the gridiron pylon to decide if the ball is across the line for a touchdown. They don't use the chip in the ball. They use the visual images as you're talking about. Yeah, and that's a superior method to in the ball. Because in the ball, there's always going to be interference. And the thing with AI is that there's always educators. This is one of the things, and this really circles back to the DRS as well with, with cricket, is that... AI is always going to be imperfect. We have this perception because computers can do computation and calculation perfectly. We think that they can see perfectly and, uh, and do things that, that we can't. But the way that AI is trained, it's trained on seeing the same thing thousands and thousands and trillions of times and then knowing what's going to happen. But we have this thing called an edge case. And what an edge case means is that there's going to be, you know, 3 to 1% to 5% of things that have never happened before. You know, whether that's on a road with a car or whether that's the way a football has bounced and gone through a goal or the way a cricket ball has bounced um, after it's hit the turf on, you know, a pitch that's never been the same before on a different angle or a different part of the stitch. And AI can't work that out because AI has to look at what's happened before and then it makes a probabilistic guess on what's going to happen next. And the only way that it can do that is if it's been exposed to this before a number of times that it knows what it is. And I'll give the listeners a simple example, Dwayne, is when you go onto ChatGPT or DALI or Stable Diffusion or one of these image generation tools, the way that it works out when you say, uh, give me a picture of a lion um, in a grassy field, the way that it works that out is it goes right through the internet through 
billions of photos of lions. It looks at the pattern of where the pixels were on the screen and the descriptions underneath that says that's a lion. And us humans for the past 30 years on the internet of tagging and describing our photos and news articles and videos, the AI looks at the words, knows what the word is, and then looks at the pattern and goes, this is what a lion looks like, and then it recreates it based on all the ones that it's seen. And that's actually how it works. And what that means is that if a football bounces a certain way that it's never seen before, or if a, a cricket ball bounces a certain way that it's never seen before, it won't be able to work it out. And that's why you can never, ever solve that 1% or 3% of edge cases that haven't, haven't happened before. And that's why we haven't got self-drive cars, because that last problem, that last little bit, is incredibly difficult to solve. Yes, beautifully explained. And it's clarity for me now when I think of the DRS. So when you think of cricket DRS, a spinner bowling the ball, he lands it on the full, on the batter's toe, and yet the DRS is telling us it can decipher how much it was going to spin, what its trajectory was going to be after it hit the batter's toe. So how can yeah. it possibly do that? So here's the short answer. It can't. It can have a guess. And the guess might be right 50% of the time, maybe 30% of the time. And we take it as it is. And we do that a lot in life. There's a lot of things that we don't know that we just take for granted. But the reality is on the way these AI systems work, it can only have a guess based on what it's seen before. And if it hasn't seen that a lot, and if someone's shoe is a little bit different or the pitch is a little bit different, its guess might be wrong especially if it's on the floor and you haven't seen that second part of the trajectory. Um, and this is based on the way all AI systems work from robotics in factories to self-drive cars. It's the, it's the same idea, that trajectory. And it's, it's impossible to guess exactly how it will go, especially if it's something that happens infrequently. That would be an edge case. And, and that, that's probably why some of the fans are upset. They would see that and think, oh, geez, I don't know if it actually would have went that way. And, and the truth of it is that we don't know for sure because the AI, it always guesses. It actually doesn't know anything. It just makes a probability calculation based on what it's seen in the database before. So the short answer so is... So what you're saying... Yeah, which, which, what you're saying is that every pitch is different. So it might have seen thousands of cases of how a ball spins on a pitch, but a pitch, every pitch in every country that it's got as its database will be different. And the pitch is different from day one to day five. So... Yeah, it's got to guess what day five's doing turn-wise as opposed to day, day one's turn vision. Yeah, that's right. And the ball wears out. And, you know, we have new balls and old balls. Yes. And, and, I mean, yeah, no, and, and so this is quite interesting, Dwayne, because cricket is one of those ones where you have um, differences in the inputs that go into the database that aren't calculated for. Like, if you wanted to do it properly, you'd have to do hundreds and hundreds and thousands of tests with the system on that exact pitch if you wanted to get it right. Uh, and I'm sure they've tested it, you know, a variety of pitches and different balls and all of that. And whether or not, I don't know whether or not the DRS is, the calculations would change through the game and through the day. Even things like humidity in the air uh, can have an mm. impact. You know, it's like chaos theorem, a slight change in humidity or wind, you know, can have you know, a different impact on the trajectory of things. And, and cricket is a real unique case. It's very, very different to tennis. You know, a hard court tennis, it's, it's pretty straight. It's, quite static the balls are pretty similar uh you don't have a seam in it and, and it's it's far easier to predict cricket is probably one of those ones where i think it's a little bit more difficult to, to have it perfect now we might say look 85 percent of the time it's good or 90 percent, and maybe it's better than an umpire predicting whether or not that mm. was lbw um and that that's kind of the question we have to come to Dwayne is 
who do we trust more? Do we trust people more or machines? Well, the one thing we know for sure is that we reject human frailty and human mistakes far more than we accept machine mistakes. And, and we know that there's thousands of car crashes, you know, actually millions around the world, you know, people die on the roads because of human error. Uh, but we accept that more than we would accept one driverless car running over a school child. Yeah, quite a few on text pointing out to me, LBW, if you hit on the toe on the full, then it's considered to be going straight. But it's the one where it actually hits the ground, hits the pitch first millimetres before bouncing into your toe. How can it decide the trajectory off that bounce? So, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one to see how that all develops going forward. Uh, Steve, where else is AI, where else is technology used in sport that's advanced, I suppose, in the last, what, six or so months since we last spoke to you? Yeah, I, th- I think one of the, the big things is uh, generative AI, um, looking at, at plays. That's was one of the big things. We can get AI to run out um, simulations. So simulations of strategy on games. So you, you could, you know, whether you have, and I'll just break it down to a, a simple level without going into what a game would be, whether you had a defensive strategy or an attacking strategy, uh, if you had certain type of players. Now some of the, the soccer teams in the NFL are doing simulations on what their strategy would look against a certain team. So they may play out, you know, 10 different strategies and simulations uh, to see which strategy they think would be get, uh, better against the other team and then also run that against what their strategy might be and work out which one has the highest probability of, of success, you know, which players to play where, whether or not to be defensive and attacking by putting in, um, you know, thousands of games of all the different players and the teams and the way they play the game and then simulating that to develop a coaching strategy for the live event when it occurs. So that's one of the, the really interesting ones we'll probably see in the one to five so minutes. A, is we'll, so a team like the Lakers who has their games all on for the computer to watch, you could watch every Lakers game and work out what they're doing as you approach their game later on that season. Yeah, and then you could get the biometrics of each of the players, how they move, where they move, uh, how often put that up against your players, upload both databases of your team versus their team, and then get the computer to run simulations using generative AI to see uh, which strategy is more likely to be successful. You know, and, we, and we do that in, in a lot of other business and technology contexts. And now that AI is getting so good at understanding biometrics and we've got so much footage that can, like video can be analysed now. Um, and, and this actually comes from the creative space where you can take a photo of something and it describes what's in the video or you can yeah, do a video and, and it'll literally, the AI will tell you exactly what's happening in that video. Well, now what we can do is transition that into sport and then get it to analyse what's happening and give you strategies against it. Again, the thing that you need is lots and lots of game time and lots and lots of examples. AI is all about the quantum of data that you can put into it so that it can give you a probabilistic outcome. But I think we're going to see a lot of that. And you might even, it might even be something you have TV shows on. You know, we might be in three years from now, you know, watching Foxtel or, or uh, the TV on simulations of the potential game where you have animated versions of, uh, um, you know, Dacos running around and how to stop yes. him. Uh, which, we, we, as a Collingwood supporter, I certainly hope we don't stop him. Let's just hope that that doesn't happen. <laughs> and one last one. What about curved boundary line? Is is it possible for cameras to decipher whether the ball's gone out on a curved boundary line? Have we got the technology to, to do curved lines like we have for straight lines? Yeah, 
absolutely. I mean, you just all you would do is you would have cameras which have image recognition in the different colorways, you know, the green versus the white, and they would have overlap and they'd be able to see that. Uh, and it's all about the frames per second that you can get and the resolution, like the higher the resolution, you know, 8K, 16K, 32K, you'd be able to um, see the ball just down to the, the micro blade of grass and be able to see whether or not it went across the line. So is tennis 100% correct with its line calls then, given that the parameters are fairly uh, set, straight, and unchangeable? Look, I don't know if it's 100% correct, because we, we see an animation of it in, in, yep. in, uh, in real terms when we see it, but we don't tend to get that many disputes. We're, we're kind of accepting of it, and I think the static nature of it and the setup makes it more digestible. Uh, it's really hard to know whether or not it's 100% correct because unless you were right there and you had your face down on the ball and you could see, you sort of have to take the footage as as that's what happened. But it's certainly one of the ones that I think has been most successful. And, um, you know, if McEnroe was playing today, we probably wouldn't have as many outbursts because there it is. <laughs> would be yeah, it would take away from the enjoyment of watching him play. Steve, great to have you. Where can people get hold of you if they want to jump online and uh, find some of your stuff? Yeah, just go to stevesamatino.com. My contact details are there. You can send me an email and we can uh, talk about footy and AI. And if you need me to come in and share some AI, AI ideas in your company, I'd love to come out. That'd be great, Steve. Always great to have a chat to you. I really appreciate your time and. You can check out Steve online, Steve Samartino, S-A-M-M-A-R-T-I-N-O, futurist AI expert. You with Dwayne's World, a break. Back to your calls and your texts after this.